And I want you to turn first to Revelation 1. Guess what I'm going to do? Revelation 1 is one of my favorite spots. This has rolled in my spirit. And, and the last minister's meeting we had here is one of the things that I had gone over, I had ministered on, and I'm going to do it again. Because it's something about Revelation 1, I just cannot get out of my spirit. It begins to roll. Uh, one of my other favorites is uh, uh, First Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, the 20th chapter, uh, talking about Jehoshaphat, the king. But in Revelation 1, we got it now. There we go. Revelation 1, Brother Tommy brought out last night, it was verse, oh, let me show you what I have to do nowadays. There we go. There we go. Verse 6, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests. To his God and Father, to him be glory, dominion forever and ever. It starts out and says that he made me a king. He made me a priest. There is something about inherited wealth, inherited genetics. I'm just going with the flow right now. Is that okay? Inherit something that we inherit because it's, it's from our family. But then it is another thing that when you as an individual, you may not have had an inheritance. If you came up from a family like I did, as far as physical inheritance, I inherited nothing, very little. What I have, we've had to, we've got because we started to serve the Lord. Now in Revelation 1, it says he made us kings. You've been made you didn't inherit it. You didn't have it handed to you on a silver platter. Hallelujah. God himself declared, I'm going to make you a king. Make you a priest unto me. Now that means a lot to me. Because in reality, I deserve nothing. I didn't deserve, I haven't deserved anything that I've gotten throughout my life. But he did it anyway. He made me deserving of it. He's made you deserving of it. In 2 Chronicles, the 20th chapter, when Jehoshaphat, and you'll read in the first verse, the enemy had gathered the forces. The enemy had gathered all the, the enemies, and they were coming against the children of God. And there came those that warned him. Saying, the whole, there is a multitude of people coming against you. They're about to get you. They're over the next holler. Can I talk southern? Is, is that okay? They're over in the next holler. Just over the hill. They're coming your direction. January 30th, 2019. My last day at work, I retired. Two weeks later, I started hearing... That the enemy was gathering for, I did not know what it was. I started hearing about this thing called COVID. It's coming. It's coming. I did not know how big it was or what was about to happen. I just know that it's coming. The enemy's coming. 
Can I tell you today there is a force of evil that still wants to destroy you? Can I tell you today when you find out in Revelation 1 that you are a king and a priest, you will gain some confidence that will cause you to stand up and declare, you can't destroy me. You can't touch this. Hallelujah. I hear people talking about, don't get in my space. Let me tell you something. When you get that attitude as a king in the kingdom of God, hallelujah, nothing can step into my space. Don't you come near me. Jehoshaphat feared when COVID struck. The church began to fear. The church has been in an identity crisis since that moment. Fear began to take over. They begin to close doors. All of you know this. You know what was going on. I would encourage you to get into Second Chronicles, the 20th chapter. There's so much in there that simply declares what the enemy had, had come against the church with at that moment, at this moment in time. The enemy's coming. Now we've got a choice. We can do like Jehoshaphat in fear. You know what? I've got respect for what the enemy can do. But I've got greater respect for what God can do. Amen. Amen. As, we ha- as we enter and realize that we are a king and a priest in God's kingdom, we realize that what's happening in the world today has tested the church. But the church consists of who? Me and you. So as what makes up the church is us. We had a decision to make. There was a moment that came that said, close your doors. Some did. A lot did. But some didn't. Some began to stand up and say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I read the story of a pastor, and I can't remember the city that he was in. He was in a big city. And they had voted to shut the doors of the church for the moment. One day the pastor stepped out the front door and it was kind of a long sidewalk. It went out to a major fairway or thoroughway that was a four lane. And he stepped out on the sidewalk and he was sad because the church had shut. And, and you know how, how things were going at the moment. And he walks out and he looks down. This was his testimony. He looks down the, the four way. He could see Walmart. He could see trucks and cars pulling in, backed up traffic, getting into Walmart. It was open. The mayor, the chief of police had told the churches, shut your doors. Don't go back to church. How many know that's what, in Second Chronicles, the enemy of our soul is out to do, shut us down. Now, I'm not just talking about COVID. I'm talking about you. There's an identity crisis in the church and in us as God's believers. It's an identity crisis. Who am I? When we begin to realize who we are, that pastor looked down and he saw Walmart covered up. Just below that, it was one of those states that has legalized pot. The necessary opening was a pot store below the Walmart. He said it began to hit him. Oh, my God. It's necessary to have the pot store open so, so their nerves can, can get relaxed when they're at home all alone. And he said people were lined up outside the doors to get in. 
All of a sudden, this realization hit this pastor, and he, he, he went back into the church, and he got on the phone. He called the elders, and he called, called the people of the church and said, we're having church Sunday morning. Well, guess what? The mayor, chief of police showed up. They found out what was going on. You can't open this church. He said, when you shut Walmart, when you shut that pot store, then I'll shut the church. But he stood up and declared, wait a minute, what am I doing? Who am I? We're in that crisis right now. Jehoshaphat called, called uh, as a king, he called the people together. He said, what are we going to do? You know, this is the secret to it all. He started out calling the people together. When we're separated, we are powerful. I will agree. But the word says one can put a thousand to flight. Two can put ten thousand to flight. Just guess what three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of us can do. When we come together, we can put them to flight. The desire of the enemy is to separate us. Keep us apart. Keep us from each other. Because he knows we could stop COVID in his tracks if we got together as a church, as a body of believers and declared the kingdom of God in this land. Hallelujah. We could do it together. Hallelujah. The anointing on all of us is far greater than the anointing on any one of us. You need to recognize the anointing on all of us. Woo, hallelujah. Now I'm getting, now I feel something. The, the anointing, that presence of God, that power of God is greater on all of us than it is on any one of us. Hallelujah. When we, I, I'm not telling you that as an individual, you don't, you don't, you, your anointing is weakened, but I'm telling you if you want to maximize impact in the kingdom of God, come together with the saints, with the believers, and begin to realize that as I come together with you, where two of us, whoo, hallelujah, when we get together, we are powerful. We are a force to be reckoned with. The enemy knows that, and that's why he wants to separate us and pull us apart. Hallelujah. So we got to come together. Woo, hallelujah. Jesus said in Revelation 1, as you go on into verse 8, he said, I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. But let me tell you something. That's the reason for this today. He's not just the beginning and the end that explanation to John was not enough because if you read on just, uh, just right next to it, he said, let me go a little deeper with you. I'll, I am he that was. Woo, hallelujah. I am he that is, and I'm he that's to come. He said, I'm not just the beginning and the end. I'm everything in between. Whatever you have need of in your life, hallelujah. Whatever circumstance you're facing here or here, wherever you may be in that, that timeline, God is right in the middle of it. He is it, hallelujah. And he brings that anointing, whoo, hallelujah, that where we are or where he is, he says we can be also. Now, I realize this is a, might be a controversial thing. I don't know. Because he said, where he is, I can be also. Oh, yeah, one of these days in the sweet by and by, I'll fly away. Oh, glory. 
I'll fly away. You know, I got a problem. I'm living in the present. I'm living right here, right now. One of these days, I don't know if I'm flying on a boat, a ship, a bus, a train. I won't really care as long as I get there. But right now, I'm over here. What am I going to do in between? What am I going to do at this moment? He said, where I am, there you may be also. Not talking about just a future event. Do you know where he is? Is right here, right now. His presence, his anointing, everything that he is is right here, right now. I don't care what you may be facing. I don't care what uh, enemy has brought to your front door or might just be. You know he's headed your way because there's always tail bearers. They came to Jehoshaphat. There were some telling him, they're coming for you. They're going to get you. You know what? It brought fear. But fear brought react, uh, response, not reaction. Amen. He responded by saying, we're calling a fast. We're going to get together and we're going to pray. Yes. Amen? Yes. Don't let fear drive you apart. I, 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 I don't want to get into any more of COVID-19 because to me it's a moot point. To me... I, I, I don't want to mess with it. What I want to do is bring the church together. Together. Amen. And he said this. He said, I'm beginning in the, in the end uh, uh, he, who is, who was, and who is to come. And then at the end, he says two important words. The Almighty. Now, in the Greek and in the Hebrew, what does all mean? Pretty simple, all, mighty. That just simply means there's nothing going on in your life that he cannot or he will not intervene and interject himself in the middle of and change the circumstances for you. Amen. And as we live for him and as we grow for him, everything that we do, hallelujah, is, should be for him. And, and when we do that, he's for us. I want you to know this morning, the anointing on all of us is far greater than the anointing on any one of us. When we recognize that fact, it makes us more willing to come to God's house, to get with God's people. And let me tell you something, this little thing right here, it's a powerful weapon. I understand that. It's technology. I don't like it because I'm a little older. You know, give me the dial thing. It's powerful. But when I get on this, that's okay. Hello, would you agree with me in prayer? You know, that's good. That's good. But there ain't nothing like walking over to the saints and say, take my hand. Can we agree together? Can the anointing in you and the anointing in me take care of every situation? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's nothing like the touch, hallelujah, of another human being, of another child of God to agree with and cause that thing to take place. And there's nothing like the touch of the master when he comes in because it makes it three instead of just two. But when we've got a group together, and today we do, 
when we've got a group together, today, as we've gathered together, I really, I want to do something, just kind of, if I can. Gabriel, would you stand up? Where you, Gabe? Up here singing. Son, I want to tell you something. You got a voice. I want to encourage you with something this morning. Is is it all right if I, the word says, and I said this the other night, the word says prophesy as you have faith. And and, and the minute he, you started to sing the, the, the power of God, the voice of God began to speak to me about you. Said to encourage you. Because what you're experiencing, and I recognize the intimidation of people. They, they, you know, I still feel that way at 67 years old. I get in front of people and I get nervous. They make me nervous because they're looking at me. But can I say to you tonight, this morning, that God has a desire to take you greater. Your voice is going to change. That's just common knowledge. It's going to change some more. But from what I heard standing here, and it caught my ear, it was already good. You're about to be better. And as you do, you're going to gain confidence in what God is doing in you. The confidence is coming. Get uh, Andre Crouch. Find that song, I've Got Confidence. Play it to yourself over and over again because you're going to develop that confidence. And God's got a plan for you that would, you'll, you'll step out. You've watched professionals step out on what we call professionals step out on the stage and begin to just like there was nothing to it. You know what? That's coming for you. It's not a professional thing either. It's a confidence in God. Hallelujah. And as you begin to sing, your voice develops even more. Hallelujah. You, you're you're going to be amazed at what God does with you and the anointing. As you sing, healing is going to take place to the people that's listening. As you sing, deliverance is going to take place to the people you're listening to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo! I just had to do that, son. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Because your future, you may be here right now, but where he is over here in the future... You're headed that direction. And once you, you don't even have to make it all, you just get right here and all of a sudden things will change. It's going to change. The nervousness, the shakiness will be gone. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless. Let everybody stretch your hands toward Gabe. I don't know why I'm drawn to you so much this morning, but I just want you to know, Father, in the name of Jesus, bring confidence. Woo, hallelujah. Bring confidence. Bring confidence. His heart is already softened. And Lord, let him be that leader that will take charge. Let him be that leader. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's going to step up and, and take charge of what's happening in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Can you give the Lord a praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I anticipate... The inevitable, I got time for this. I anticipate the inevitable, one of my favorite songs that was ever written. Don't know all the songs, I just know this part. It's stuck in my spirit for 40 years. I anticipate the inevitable. Supernatural, there's nothing natural about it, it's supernatural. Intervention of God. 
Everybody say that with, I anticipate. You know what that means? That means I know it's going to happen. I, it's coming my way. Hallelujah. Because if the enemy's over that hill, guess who's on this hill? Hallelujah. Already there, coming your direction. He said, I anticipate the inevitable. It's it, can't, it, it can't be stopped. The inevitable, supernatural intervention of God. I expect a miracle. How many are expecting a miracle? I want, I want you to, how many need a miracle at this moment? You need God to move on your behalf. I don't, if it's physical, stand up. If it's physical, stand up. Stand where you, ooh, hallelujah. If it's physical, my, 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 it's when God interjects his spirit deep into yours. Right now, I declare by the authority of the Word of God at the name of Jesus, the most powerful name on earth, that healing is taking place right now, that every part of your body is touched, is healed in the name of Jesus. I declare and decree you are healed. Now say, I'm healed. Say it, I'm healed. I'm healed. In the name of Jesus, sit down. How many is expecting needs a miracle in your finance? Get up. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Ma, 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 ba, ba, ba. Si ondolele baka, soyete yandolo boko babaka. Woo! Anointing. As you sit in this house, as you sit here today, God is working on your behalf out there. There is some surprises coming your direction. We declare the anointing in this house. Deliverance in this house. Intervention in finance in this house. Now say it's done. Sit down. Sit down. It's done, it's done, it's done. As you listen to this man minister about planting seed, one of the most powerful. I started years ago with all, listening to Oral Roberts talking about seed time and harvest. And I was so in, engulfed in what he was saying. And then this man came along and I thought, oh my God, there it is in a more powerful way. A more powerful way that as I plant, and I'm going to tell you through the years I have planted because I needed a miracle. I had no, no, no options, no choice. And I realized what God said and I planted. And God intervened and interjected himself right in the middle of my mess that I created. Mm-hmm. That I created my mess. But God said I made a way. <laughs> he said I made a way. I made a way. He said if you plant in desire of a harvest, expect a harvest. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, I don't know how to stop. I, Sister Betty's going to stop me. Okay. Okay. I just want to tell you this morning, be encouraged. Be encouraged. 
draw together. Let the kingdom of God become so alive and real in you that you recognize and realize who you are. We recognize, we know who he is. This is the identity crisis. Are we, are, are we serving a God? We know God is God and does what he says he will do. And the other identity crisis is who am I? A king and a priest. When we start acting like that outside these doors, then we maximize our impact on our neighbors, our friends, our loved ones, and everyone else in our community when we recognize who we are. Amen. God bless you.